kids, shine your we got this spurs and don your we got this fists. Cause it's time for another thrilling episode of We Got This. I fooled you. How many of you raise your hands if you thought that your podcast app was broken? It's not. It's working just fine. You're listening to We Got This with Mark and Hal. You're about to enjoy an audio debate. A settling of scores where we decide once and for all about a topic that's important to you. And we want you to keep those topics coming into us. We mentioned it at the end of the show. I'm mentioning it now, just like I always tell you to review and rate the show on iTunes so we can find new listeners. You know, all that fun stuff. But you should do it. You should do all of those things. You should send us things and rate things and review things just in life in general. Just go review some things, would you? And rate some things, too, when you're at your local store. Rate them. Rate them all. And for now, enjoy this episode. Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. What's the best Marvel movie? That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Hello, everybody. Hey, what's up? Uh, This is Mark. And this is Hal. And this is episode 16 or 17. I've lost count of We Got This. And we we don't have to always begin with saying which episode number it is. Do people need to listen to them in order? Is it like an encyclopedia? I just assume all of our listeners have the same OCD that I do, where they like things in order. And I just assume that all of our listeners read the encyclopedia A to Z. <laughs> and still own an encyclopedia that doesn't begin with wiki. <laughs> I think our, our listeners are cooler than we're giving them credit for. Man, I still have my world book. I used to sit and read the world book encyclopedia when the when I was a kid, sitting on the floor. What, was, I it, would was it hard to turn the pages with other kids punching you in the face? <laughs> uh, welcome to our special Father's Day edition. And uh, for it, we have a very special guest. Yes, we have uh, the often discussed on this podcast uh, father <laughs> of me, Bill Lublin. Hi, Dad. Oh, hi, son. And, and hi, remote son. Oh, hello, remote dad. Yeah, uh, just in case you think, because I'm from Philadelphia and live in Los Angeles, that my father is not familiar with my uh, L.A. friends or the friends I've made in L.A., uh, my father has come to, out of uh, however many years of Thrilling Adventure Hour performances, you've been at the majority of them, right? Oh, yeah, since you began, pretty much. I feel like Bill is there every month. Bill is a staple of the show. Yes. Actually, my favorite thing was that people thought that I lived locally because I was there so much. Be- because this is a, a, a Father's Day special of sorts, we allowed uh, the father on this podcast to pick our topic. And since my love of comic books, uh, I come by honestly through genetics and the way I was raised, uh, my father has selected best Marvel movie. Even, even though we were limited, we were, we were talking about shortening the Marvel movies instead of talking about all of the movies based on Marvel comics. I think it's because Hal knows himself so well, and he's done this before. Well, okay, we can talk about this one topic, but we have to narrow it to this. Otherwise, it will be a 10-hour episode. <laughs> so this is be lengthy. <laughs> I, have, I have a pedestrian knowledge of Marvel movies. Uh, I know mostly the cinematic universe and anything that came out post, you know, 97. 
Yeah, I think I think you are going to know some of the pre ninety seven movies maybe a little bit better than than you think you do, and and we're going to be able to eliminate a lot of these movies very quickly. See, I feel like <laughs> the reason why I would have gone outside of the cinematic universe and then inside it is I don't think any of the films that are outside of that cinematic u- universe can hold a candle to what. Marvel Studios has done on their own, but I would agree with you with the exception of one film that I believe to be the greatest uh, superhero picture of all time. And that is Howard the Duck. I loved Howard the Duck. (laughs) Uh, See, he really is my son. He really is my son. I love Howard the Duck as well. It's a great movie. Come on, it's Chip Zine, the original baker from Into the Woods, playing a duck. <laughs> yeah, that's a reason to love a superhero movie. <laughs> the uh, and, uh, well, it's a cigar-smoking duck. That's a reason to love the movie. Not Charlotte Ray. What's the name of the girl that's in it? Like Caroline Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson. Caroline was her show on uh, TV. Leah Tom- Why did I get Charlotte Ray from Leah Thompson? Yeah, I had a big crush on her. I, I did too. I probably more from Back to the Future, but then she was in Howard the Duck which I feel like we saw in the theater more than once. I know we saw it in the theater at least once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've seen it. We saw it more than once when it was out. I, I really loved Howard the Duck, even though so, the movie was disappointing compared to the comic book. The new comic book is great, by the way. If anyone out there is uh, thinking of a new comic book to start, the new Howard the Duck comic is great. Yes, by uh, Chip Zdarsky. Mm-hmm. Um, now, my father uh, has printed out a list of all Marvel films. And I'm going to tell you <laughs> right away, I see a problem with it. Which What's is, that? The first film listed is mm-hmm. the 1944 Captain America. I think it was a serial. It was. Serial but at, Republic at that point, Pictures. I don't think that Captain America was a Marvel property. So I think that's well, uh, that is disqualified. Actually, it, uh, Captain America at the time was Timely Comics, which became Marvel Comics. <laughs> I have a feeling that I should make a drinking game out of this. And I need to have a beer sitting by me. And anytime one of you says, uh, well, I hate to correct you, but. <laughs> <laughs> and this was House Childhood. <laughs> you guys, you guys are uh, trying to out nerd each other. Yeah, we're actually sharing an inhaler right now. <laughs> uh, so are we eliminating Howard the Duck as best Marvel movie? Not that I want to do that right off the bat. I think people enjoy Howard the Duck as kitsch, but I think it's a terrible movie. It's All right. I also did horrific. get to tell you what my actual favorite Marvel Marvel property turned movie, even though it's not a Marvel movie, is. Please. Spider-Man 2. Okay. I think Spider-Man 2 is a pretty perfect, uh, a pretty perfect superhero movie. It definitely has the best payoff at the end. Yes. That is a, that is a really, really good one. Um, of, of the Spider-Man movies that have been made, that's, that's the best one, I, I think. But I mean, a lot of, like, let, let's just go through, we can go, we can go pretty much. I actually I love the Spider-Man movie. My yeah. big problem with it is that he's so lonely. Like the rest of the Marvel universe doesn't exist, you know, in the comics. He interacted with the Fantastic Four and with a lot of other guys. But here it's just Spider-Man and his bad guys. And while I really enjoyed that movie, the, the, the newer Marvel movies have this wonderful piece where they interweave with each other. And I think that that makes them a body of work that's sort of unique, um, almost in cinematic history, in terms of all the different places that they, they bring the storylines together from. That that many standalone movies could be all tied in together like that? Yeah, like you can watch you can watch any of them by themselves and they're wonderful. Like Iron Man 3, 
you know, I, I really enjoy that movie. I think it's a lot of fun. I think Downey's great and the special effects are terrific. But his his PTSD reaction there is from the Avengers and from right. having gone through, you know, and seen all this craziness that was coming to Earth. But you don't need to have seen the Avengers in order to really enjoy – you don't even have to see the first two Iron Men. You can just sit down and watch the movie and really enjoy it and it's a really fast ride with – great cinematography and interesting characters and a sort of fun premise and some of Stark's personal history. So I, I love the way they um, they bring those things together. Let me ask you this, because you just said the first two Iron Men. Is it, if, if you were talking about multiple Iron Man movies, would, it, would you refer to them as Iron Men? Like, what is the, what's the proper syntax for a cinematic universe like this? It is like, probably the Iron Man movies. Of, like we did our, our bat, our Batman's episode of all of the Batmans or the, all of the Batman. Would it be the Iron Man's or the Iron Man's? Should, should we go by the same convention we use for Batman? We, we use Batsmen for that. But did, did we use Batsmen? Ironsmen. Here, here's the thing, Hal. I forget what we talk about on this. <laughs> oh, I don't what? know. I'm sorry. I'm going to go way off. This isn't even connected to anything, but I, I wanted to drop it in here because it happened. So what? so last week we did uh, Twizzlers versus Red Vines, which Twizzlers won in a in a red licorice landslide. And we started tweeting about it, as we do to promote the show. And Red Vines <laughs> tweeted a response without us oh. using their handle, which which was just them saying, sits quietly in the corner crying. So not only not only corporations are people too. Yeah, it makes us really friendly for transmedia ventures. If you have a corporation (laughs) with a product we don't like, step aboard and sponsor us so we can slag you for thirty minutes straight. Red vines we're not fans of. Grape vines are perfect. This episode of We Got This brought to you by Grape Vines from the producers of Red Vines. Sour and sweet grapes in your mouth. Grape vines. (laughs) <laughs> hey, can I say one more quick Spider-Man thing? Um, sure. and, and I'm going to preface this. I'm going to start doing this a lot more where I say, have I talked about this yet? Because apparently I need to do that. Okay, Grandpa. Um, yeah. Uh, did I ever mention seeing Spider-Man the musical? Uh, you, Spider- You mean Turn Off the Dark? Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark? No. Oh, man. I could do, listen, I could do an hour just talking about the pros and cons of this musical. But one thing that when I saw it that I loved, which would to some people be a con, to me was a pro, they had to stop the show, uh, because Spider-Man and Arachne got completely twisted up in their cables. And it was exactly what I wanted to see. It was like going to hockey just to see the fights. I went to <laughs> Spider-Man just to see the show stops and I got one and I was so excited. That's, that's, you found a golden ticket in your chocolate bar. Yeah. I really did. Anyway, um, Spider-Man 2 is the best movie. Thanks for listening to We whoa, Got whoa, This whoa, Hold on. Hold on. Hold What's on. that? I don't, I, okay. We're not done. Spider-Man 2 okay. is very good. Um, I think let's start. Let's cut away some wide swaths so we can get down to the meat of this. Do we have Bill's list? We, we have the oh, list. We, we have Bill's I, list. But I don't even need it. I can I can go just uh, off of uh, off of I know what we can cut away. Do okay. we agree as a group that there has not been a a solid representation of the Fantastic Four on screen that can hold a candle to to the top three Marvel-based films. As much as I enjoyed uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer and the original Fantastic Four, I think you are right. I'd have to agree as well. Yeah. And we have a new one coming out, though, right? We, we do, which which I – it looks a little bit too dark for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, right now, the best version of the Fantastic Four is the unreleased Roger Corman, which you can find at any Comic-Con, which I have a copy of. And features Jay Underwood as the Human Torch. 
Um, an interesting thing about that film is they, they made it because Roger Corman had the rights. And when you have the rights to a film, you have a certain amount of time to either put it in production or make it, and then you lose those rights. So in famous Roger Corman fashion, he made a film at the zero hour just to have released it. And <clears throat> there are many things that are wrong with it. It was re- it was made in 1994. <laughs> Dr. Doom, uh, who wears famously wears a, a metal mask to hide his face, mm-hmm. normally what you do is you record his audio on set and then you go back and loop it. And in this case, they never went back and looped his dialogue. So all you hear is, <laughs> it's literally, and he has a lot of dialogue, like enough that, <laughs> enough that you're just waiting for it. Him speaking in that film is like the, uh, the fly system breaking in Spider-Man Turn <laughs> Off the Dark. Okay. And, and though I love the movies <laughs> I, and I really do enjoy the movies, can we get rid of Blade? I think we can get rid of Blade. Although the first Blade is a really, really no. Good I love movie. the movies. I I like Blade. I I really enjoy the movies, but I don't think it's sort of as superhero-y. They got better. Yeah. Uh, you know, when we started talking about this, I was thinking the best superhero movie is the one that hasn't come out yet, mm-hmm. like the next one, because the effects get better and they they just get better at at realizing cool. comic books in movies. Yeah. So you mean generally speaking, whatever the next one coming out is, that's going to be the best one. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah. I got to tell you, Avengers Age of Ultron was awesome. Um I I really enjoyed X-Men Days of Future Past. I mean, as each 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 time they do it, they seem I loved Winter Soldier, even though the original Captain America I could watch again and again and again. That movie and, is pretty perfect. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. But the Winter Soldier's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it really is, you know, with the, with the Falcon and them. I, I mean, just so many great things going on in there. But um, but there are some things that I don't I don't think of. I guess because I block them out, like Electra. Yeah, the movie Electra. <laughs> I just the I, uh, the ben, the uh, Ben Affleck Daredevil. Right, right. Yes. Which is the same. That's yeah. the progenitor of of Electra. And we're not going to count <laughs> yes. uh, for. I, I would say right now, if I were to pick the best the best Marvel property. That's in any media. I would take the Daredevil Netflix series, but I think that counts as television, and we're talking about movies. So, I want to clear the air for all you people on well, Twitter and, I think and Facebook. That goes back to I think that goes back to the newest thing because that was just very recent, mm-hmm. and I think they did a great job, and the actors were all amazing. And the um, though I just read an article by somebody who was really disappointed about the reveal of the Daredevil costume at the end. I was okay with it, but then- you kind of wanted the you wanted him to just always be that gritty pull a uh, pull a uh, winter hat over your eyes well, version. No, no, no. no I, w- <laughs> I was waiting for the red suit, but they mm-hmm. were actually saying that the only thing about the Affleck movie that they thought he he got right was the suit, and they didn't like the Daredevil suit in the Netflix because it had too many straps and rivets, and it really got mm-hmm. way more into um, haberdashery than I. <laughs> for, for me, oh, hello, hello, good sir. May I add a few more straps to your spandex attire? Absolutely. This, speaking of which, I, I have to give a shout out to Kingsman, which we started watching last night, which I love because everybody's running around in these bespoke suits and they all fit so amazingly well. It's like if, if Paul F. Tompkins and Mark Evan Jackson made an action film. Yeah. <laughs> I would, by the way, I would watch that. If they like, they traveled around by dirigible. <laughs> Zeppelin, please. Zeppelin. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Dirigibles are for the unwashed masses. Um, 
just no, they, they travel by one of those one of those blimps that's got the basket underneath that's like bicycle pedal powered, yes. like the uh, like the Dream Finder in Journey into Imagination, which is actually <laughs> another thing you guys might want to take on as an episode because for some reason lighter than air conveyances are called dirigibles or blimps or zeppelins depending on the country of origin and they're sort of the same thing. Though blimps are not rigid. Never mind. Oh, we, we can settle that right now. Mark, they're called balloon planes, right? There you go. Yeah, balloon planes. Yeah. Air racers. Air racers. That's yeah. right. Uh, very quickly, um, just on the, the, the costume thing, I had a book of Batman short stories when I was a kid. And one of them was about a dry cleaner who dry cleaned the bat suits, <laughs> but also dry cleaned like the penguins tuxedos and the Joker suits. So I always think about that. <laughs> Because I think that's something people wonder about. I read it. I was like, yeah, I do wonder how they clean those outfits. I mean, is Alfred down there with a Tide stick cleaning uh, the Riddler's blood off of uh, off of Batman's gloves? We, we'll, we'll never know. But now we know there's like a, a sure night nurse Tide is dry cleaning. Me for that shout out. Yeah. I'm just saying. Thanks to Tide, the stick you can take anywhere to the stain killer Tide. To uh, Milton's dry cleaners. No kidding. The only dry cleaner I know of that's 24 hours gives you free hot dogs and cookies and popcorn when you go in. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The greatest dry cleaner of all time. <laughs> can, can we, can we say, uh, so the Blade movies, I think we could remove, although we should note that the, the original Blade from 1998, which was mm-hmm. a commercial success, was the first, uh, Marvel based film to really make a lot of money and in a way is sort of the, the great granddaddy of all the films you're enjoying today. But we- Well, is our great granddaddy still in prison because his buddy told him he didn't have to pay his taxes? <laughs> yes, the one thing a vampire can't run from is the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> now, where is Wesley Snipes now? Is he? He's not. He went to prison briefly for that, didn't he? Yeah, I think he's out. I think he's all out. Right. And, and- because that was like 15 years ago. That seems like a long time to be in prison for listening to your dumb friend. I like to think he's traveling the country hustling basketball courts. <laughs> With Woody Harrelson yes. sitting on the sides going, me? You want me to play? Yep. <laughs> um, can, can we eliminate uh, all films featuring The Punisher and Ghost Rider? Man, there's something I uh, I feel like we're just – I feel like we know where this is going, so we have to – we're just like giving all the honorable mentions now. But I do think they are honorable and worth mentioning. Because I would love a Ghost Rider tattoo. Like, the image of motorcycle, biker jacket, flaming skull is like, how, like, were they, when he, when they, was that a Stan Lee one? And he was like, here's what I want to do. Make something that would be the most masculine thing we can think of. Wait, is that Stan Lee or Gilbert Gottfried? That's my Stan Lee. My Stan Lee and my Gilbert Gottfried sound exactly the same. Uh, Mr. Lee, I loved you as the parrot in Aladdin. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Mr. Lee, what kind of insurance do you have? Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I don't have that insurance anymore. Yeah. Oh, no? You got rid of your Aflac? I got fired for a racist tweet. <laughs> okay. So, yes, Ghost Rider is a cool character. Nicolas Cage is Ghost Rider. Not cool. Nicolas Cage is cool in everything. He's better He's better as Benjamin Gates. Benjamin ben- Franklin Gates. Yes, Benjamin Franklin Gates that he is as uh, uh, Johnny Blaze. All right, that's true. Ghost Rider. So we can get rid of that. I, I think if I, your name is Johnny Blaze, <laughs> do you need to change it to Ghost Rider? Can't you just be Johnny Blaze? Like that's enough. <laughs> that, that could go on the top of a comic book. Look, when you take on the mantle of the Ghost Rider, you have to legally change your name. It's like a uh-huh. wedding in the in the in yeah, the one's a title, century. one's a name. 
Yeah, I mean the Ghost Rider oh, is fair. the Ghost Rider is different people. It just happens to be Johnny Blaze. Johnny Blaze, comma Ghost Rider. That's yeah. exactly it. That's all it. right. Okay, I think we can eliminate Ang Lee's the Hulk. Which it, it, when we, I think we're probably what's going to happen. Somebody asked about this recently, Mark. They asked, mm-hmm. "What is the worst of something?" And it occurred to me that's what we're going to come back around to is talking about what the worst of things are. Um, and Ang Lee's the Hulk is definitely up there for for worst. Uh, superhero. Which, was, was that the Eric Bana? Yes, that was the Eric Bana. Not through no fault of his own. I think Ang Lee, uh, right. was way out of his depth. <laughs> I did that. Was there a lot of slow motion scenes in that? Cause if it's an Ang Lee movie, I'm pretty sure there have to be, right? There was a lot of splitting the frames to make them look like comic book panels, which sounds really yeah. cool and does not work at all. It was, uh, in that it film. was the actually for me and I, how, how bust my chops about some of the bad movies that I enjoy, even though I know they're bad movies. Because they're good entertainment. That was actually, for me, the first time I ever sat down to watch a comic book movie and stopped. Just Really? I, I couldn't watch it. It was just, you know, I, I just wanted to go somewhere and stick pins in my eyes instead to get a little relief from what was going on in the screen. <laughs> I think, to be fair, what I take issue with is not that you like bad movies, because I do too. It's that if I point out something's bad, you go, no, it's good. And then you defend it rather than saying, I know it's bad, but I enjoy it. Well, no, no, no. What I generally what I'll say <laughs> is that no, it, it, but it's entertainment. It's just there to keep me occupied or laughing or mesmerized for 90 minutes or 129 minutes or whatever. I need you to do better. You have a child. <laughs> um, I think we can cut away. Um, I would cut away every X-Men film except maybe X2, the, the second X-Men film. I like first class a lot. I like days of future past. But I feel like uh, the second X Men movie was the best. Was the best one they made. In remind me, uh, remind me of what was happening in the second X Men movie. It's the one where the bad guy is uh, Striker, who is trying to hijack Cerebro and kidnap Professor. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Kill all the mutants. And, and I have to say, I totally disagree with you. I think Days of Future Past for me mm-hmm. was more enjoyable than that one. I really loved the callback, the fact that they had both sets of. Sure. Of, of X-Men in there, you know, the, the younger ones that had come in. I, I just, and most importantly, it had Len Wein, uh, acting as a, uh, as a congressman, I think, yes. early on in the, in the creator scene. of Wolverine. That's right. Len and Wien. I love, and I love just seeing Len in there doing his dramatic turn. Yes. For, for a moment or two. So, shout, uh, shout out to the amazing Len Wein. Oh, yes. just incredible. Just yeah. incredible. So that, that makes, that makes that my favorite uh, X-Men movie. A- and, Though that may be the case. Mark, do you have a favorite X-Men movie? I, 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 didn't, I didn't want to uh, interrupt. I was waiting for a um, – I hate to interrupt or I hate to correct you so that I could drink. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, I do, and it's neither of those. Uh, it is – I loved X, X3. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved that, that, final, uh, that final scene with Jean Grey and X3. I thought it was awesome. Okay. Um, but I, I really love the first class. X-Men first class, I thought was a fantastic movie. And I'm generally a big fan of origin films. Okay. So that of the X-Men, that was my favorite. Do we agree though that we could cut all of the X-Men films away? None of them are a top three. Uh, well, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're going to wind up with a win. The winner is going to be from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Those are, uh, we can say now those are superior films. I just want to get in as many honorable mentions as we can. Sure. Then let's take, uh, both of the solo Wolverine film, the second of which was much more palatable. Uh, is that the one in Asia? Yes. Yeah, second one's the one in Asia. It's, a, it, it feels a lot more like a, 
like what a standalone Wolverine film should feel like. And I know they're making another one, which I'm sure will be great. Hugh Jackman is a fantastic actor who's really taken over the role. But I think we can eliminate that. Um, sure. The Spider-Man movies, we... I th- we all agree that that Spider-Man 2 is the best of the Spider-Man movies, including both of the amazing Spider-Men. Yes. Spider-Mans. The Spider-Mans. The mm-hmm. Spider's-Men. The Spider's-Men. Okay. Well, then that, that brings us squarely into the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I would love to – I would love to make my pitch for my favorite movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Pitch away. Uh, because like I said, I, I will give you all of my criteria. I love an origin story. I love all of the characters in it. I love that there is, uh, until it was revived later on with a television, until he was revived later on with the television show. Uh, I loved the pathos of Phil's death and what that did to them. My hat is in the ring for the first Avengers film. Okay. That's, a, that's a solid choice. Dad, do you have a pitch of of all the the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which we've now found ourselves deep in the middle of? Which one do you think is the best? And we and we like all of these movies, yeah. Maybe yeah. Iron Man Two oh, yeah, is, very is a cut so. below the rest. I mean, I'm I, going. I, I will. I want to say one more quick thing. Uh, I I'm really embarrassed to say this, especially considering the episode we are doing and the fact that uh, we are Comic Con ve- veterans of many a Comic Con. Yeah, I am two films behind. So you have not seen Guardians of the Galaxy or Age of Ultron. Oh my goodness. So you, you I know. Are, you are at a you're at a terrible disadvantage here. I because I from all accounts those are two very excellent films, yes. Yeah. Packing and not love a a movie with a character like Rocket Raccoon where Brad well, Cooper played that little Well, I can't because I haven't seen it. I but he's adorable. You want you want to own one. You want to take one home and have it in your vest pocket and walk around and talk to him all day because he's a sarcastic cigar smoking Roden. Plus, it's FaceTime with Bradley Cooper, which well, a yeah. lot of us would yeah. like to have. He just seems like a good guy. So are you saying that, that Guardians of the Galaxy is your favorite Marvel film? No. No, though I did like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. You're going to do some serious lawyering right now, aren't you? No, yeah. no, no. This, it, it's really a problem for me because if there was one Marvel film, and I, I carry Guardians of the Galaxy with me on my iPad for when I travel – and I have mm-hmm. a Captain America movie with me when I travel generally. And if there's a go-to, I can sit and watch Captain America like I can sit and watch The Godfather. At any time, any television that has a scene from that movie on, it will just suck me right in. Really? So you can pick up – you're just like, nope, I'm putting everything down. This is what I'm going to watch now. Oh, no, because I love I, – I mean, I think that the Captain America movie did such a great job with the original canon. I mean, it, it didn't mm. change him. It took everything from bringing him to the World's Fair, where you see the original Human Torch. That's a scene from the comic book where Captain America was created. So I, I love that they were that faithful to the original comic because I'm an OG nerd. You know, I, I go back to the comics before they were realized as movies and, and, and love them. And I don't read the comics because they made them into movies and I don't like reading. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. It turns out those that Harry Potter, uh, they made books out of those too. Really? Just recently though, right? Yeah. It's all up on this website, Pottermore. 
<laughs> like I'm buzz marketing left and right. Eventually, we're going to get one of these sponsors, and then you and I will have that that big podcast money, and we can get a, an inflatable pool for the summer. You know a phrase that no one has ever used until just now? Big podcast money. <laughs> hey, uh, by the way, I want to throw out there that um, you know what? What this this weekend? Mark Marin has the president of the United States as a guest on his podcast, WTF with Mark Marin. Yes. Dare I say we have the better get. I do Aww, think so. Thanks, guys. And a former yeah. president of the Greater Philadelphia uh, Association, Association of Realtors. Of Realtors. Yeah. Yeah. So really? you know we have a president too, Mark Marin. We're coming for you. <laughs> Are you a mummer? Are you a mummer, Bill? <laughs> no, no I, am, I, am, I am not a mummer. Though I have, I have actually sold a house for a mummer. And it's interesting really? when you open the closet in a man's room and see lots of sequins and ostrich feathers <laughs> just out of the nowhere. Mummers, the, from the mummers, for those who don't know, are uh, are a, a a gentleman's order of parade fraternity, fraternitying, right? Something like that. The Mummers Parade is w- once a year on New Year's Day, uh, a collection of, of Philadelphia's toughest and grittiest men dress up in spangled sequin peacock like suits and they're uh they have string bands and they have these elaborate choreographed uh dances that they parade uh around broad and market streets. Well they they parade up broad street up broad. from south from South Philly yeah. and in zero degree weather wearing satin and feathers and <laughs> and glitter. And um, so, it's, so it's so it's it's pride for straight guys. Yeah pretty, or pretty it's much. Or it's uh, Mardi Gras for white Pennsylvanians. Well, actually, I, I don't know if it's not something that was designed so that when you woke up uh, on New Year's Day, hung over from your celebration New Year's Eve, and you turned on the television and saw this, you you sort of still felt like you had a buzz on from the night before. <laughs> I, I'm not I, I'm not sure. Did did the mummers? Uh... Did the Mummer's house, the one that you sold, yes. was the door extra wide to fit a giant peacock costume through? <laughs> no, no. He had no need to come out of that closet. He was um, just storing his his uh, one suit a year. Okay. But they're, they're very expensive suits at the end of the year. I mean, they spend thousands of dollars creating them. So all of you should come to Philadelphia yes. uh, for New Year's Day. These are guys – this guy was, if I remember right, like a construction worker, he was like a steel worker, you know. Or I, I mean, just these are these are very masculine. Listen, uh, you don't have to sell feathers. me on this. I have sequined costumes in my closet right now, and I've <laughs> never been in a mummers parade. Are you the kid who went to theater camp and wore a black shirt with a tuxedo printed on the front of it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and a boa. Of no. course. <laughs> uh, I know. I always wanted that tuxedo t-shirt. I never got the tux shirt. I did get the one with the tie on it. So I didn't go full formal. I went business casual. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, let me jump in. And return to the Marvel I'm Universe. I'm going to jump in and return to the Marvel Universe. I, All right. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and I love the Captain America films. My My favorite would actually be – I would side with my father – but I would go with Winter Soldier. The reason being that uh, it's a, it's ultimately an origin film, and I know you like those. I guess, parts. yeah, with um, with sidekick turned villain. Spoiler yeah. alert: anyone but, hasn't but seen. But you it. have to build into and create that world. You needed to create the Captain America world at that point, which they did a great job mm-hmm. of doing, and it's really enjoyable. But I love that the Winter Soldier starts. He's already Captain America. He's in the modern world. We don't have to deal uh, with him. 
with the with his issues in the Avengers where he's trying to figure out where he fits uh, or understand technology and what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, he's much more integrated and it's really him dealing with being a returning soldier and and what that what that's like. Can he ever not be a soldier? See, and I, I and not, uh not to disagree with you again. Well hold on. Before <laughs> drink before you tell me I'm wrong. I think that uh the action sequences in the film are are some of the best in any of the Marvel films. I think the Winter Soldier storyline is fantastic. I think they give Scarlett Johansson a ton to do and she becomes the Black Widow becomes the most you know, way more important than she than she is in any of the any of the films up to that point, which is which is really good. Sure. Um, Robert Redford as Alexander Pierce is great. Uh, it's and 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 Anthony Mackie as as Terrific. the Falcon is so great. Like they just that's the movie where you look at it and you go, they nailed every single thing absolutely perfectly in this film. Like this is this is as close to a flawless movie as you can get, and it's the most important. It's one of the linchpin films in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it really sets up uh, Age of Ultron more than any of the other Phase Two movies. See, and I and I don't really think you were wrong, but I, I disagree with you um, it, about his integration. I mean, he's more integrated here, mm-hmm. but he's still ethically, morally, and philosophically sure that 1940s Greatest Generation guy, mm-hmm. and that's really. That really plays really, really well with the whole Nick Fury thing with Robert Redford and his actions in the movie and in how he gets his little group together, you know, the issues of trust and that – it was that part of it, that still that little bit of lack of integration that made that very special for me. Yeah. I liked that movie. Uh, I, my, my, I have a little problem with Captain America generally. I love Captain America. As a character, I think the movies are excellent, but I feel like I want and and I want my Marvel superheroes to be as larger than life as it gets, and I want that to include a Shakespearean flaw. And I don't feel like Captain America. It's the same problem that I have with Superman in that he's not flawed. He's he's too perfect. I feel like. The Captain America movies are missing the greatest of all of the Marvel Cinematic characters, which in my mind is Tony Stark, who is a Shakespearean level flawed. He has all of the you see him you see him work things out. You I at least me, I identify more with the modern guy, Tony Stark, than with the the sort of jingoism of Captain America. Does that make sense? It, it does. I, I would counter, I would counter that. Uh, it may makes a lot of points. He's not, he doesn't have the, the same fatal flaw that others do. But what's interesting about him is, is partially what's interesting about Superman, which is he's, he's ultimately always going to be a fish out of water. He, he's, 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 yeah, but that's not a, that's not a flaw. That's not an internal flaw. That's an external flaw. I want to, I want a good internal struggle. But, but that's, that's partially because of the time of their creation. You got to remember that Captain America and Superman originally were created in the late 30s, early 1940s. Sure. And and it it was 1963 or 62 where Spider-Man came out and he's the first flawed superhero. I mean, even Batman really had not been at that point, wasn't really very introverted or, or looking at himself. And then Iron Man came 
even a little bit later when they had sort of perfected that, as you point out, that Shakespearean flaw, that, that dramatic, that. And maybe that's just, that's what it is, is I just prefer the post 1960s, uh, Marvel flawed characters. Well, and that, that, that Tony Stark didn't really exist until the early 80s. That rock star, demon in a bottle, uh, alcoholic Tony Stark really came along like late 70s, early 80s. How old is Robert Downey? Uh, Robert Downey, uh, a lot of people don't know this. He's 194 years old. <laughs> nice. And there's a uh, picture of him somewhere aging at a rapid he, rate. Here's, here's just to give you a temperature. <laughs> when they're building the Brooklyn Bridge and those three guys are sitting on the, on the girder, he's one of them. You can't tell because it's, you can only see the backs <laughs> of their heads. Uh, am I, do I have a problem because you said that before and I was like, wait, Tony Stark's an alcoholic? <laughs> well, you know what? That's that comes from reading the the comics, yeah. though. Like, no, he's not. He's just a drinker. <laughs> but it's that's why Robert Downey Jr. was such an inspired choice. Like, here's the thing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe: I think that they cast their actors extremely well. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But in terms of in terms of best movie, I would I would stand pat on the Winter Soldier as being the the best of the best. There's no there's no point in it where. Uh, where I feel like, oh, they really, they really took a wrong turn here. They didn't handle this well. It's enjoyable. It moves really well. There, there are no sort of lulls. Um, I just think it's, I just think it's fantastic. I would agree. But if we're going Marvel Universe, I think, and these, and they're superhero movies, bigger is better, more is better. And I, I still feel like I have to stick with Avengers just because it's got, it's got everyone in it. You've got, it's the, it's the all-star cast and it's, and it's got the, I think it's got the best villain in Loki. It's got the most complex villain. See, I, and, and I, I, I'm going to suggest that, that when, so I got, I got a big screen TV. I got a, You're the deal breaker, Bill. I got a break 70, this, break I got this a stalemate. 75 inch TV and I wanted to sit close <laughs> to it and, and watch this huge movie-like experience in my home with the surround sound. The first two movies that I watched on it and I just went right to the big fight scenes were the Avengers, because the fight in New York is just incredibly good. Yep. Though I agree with you about when Phil Coulson shows that he's a superhero. What a great scene for a, a superhero movie. And then the Winter Soldier, because again, the, the fight scenes where, where the Falcon and, and Cap and, and, uh, the Black Widow are, are fighting Bucky were just, it was just a terrific, terrific scene. And there's just so much going on and it, it just brings you in. But luckily, since we're looking for the top three movies, we might just be able to agree that those two are two of the top three. Look, Bill, this show is not about what are the top three Marvel movies. This is what is the best one. Yeah. And you, it seems like it has come down to the, this, this Supreme Court is split right now. Uh, and you are Justice Kennedy. You are the tiebreaker well, vote. Well, in that yeah, case, this is, this is not the hoity toity Quaker private school that you sent me to, which I loved, where everything, <laughs> where we didn't. You have, went to oatmeal school? I went to oatmeal school where we learned to make apple cinnamon bars and, and almost everything that was competitive ended in a tie. Because they didn't want anybody's feelings to get hurt. And when you're competitive, which I, which I am, I have, comp- I definitely have a very large competitive streak. It drove me friggin' nuts. You've gotta settle this. We're, what we're gonna do, Daddy Dearest, let me talk to you. Just, <laughs> hey, just hang on, hang up. on, hang on. No, 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 I'm not gonna sell him. I'm not gonna sell him, I promise. Daddy Dearest, in this show, 
we have to come up with a definitive answer. And because it was just Father's Day, and we're recording this the day before Father's Day, it is going to ultimately be your decision. You can choose any film that you want. You get to pick. We will abide by that decision. And that will be binding forever. And you will have to deal with the internet (laughs) haranguing you. And I guarantee you, no matter what you pick, it's going to happen. Yeah. And it's at Bill Lublin on Twitter. So if I'm going to pick now the the best Marvel movie ever, I'm going to go back to what I said earlier in the show. It's always the next one. It's the one we haven't seen. No, that's a cop out. You got yeah, that is a cop totally, out. Oh man, it's, that it's is such totally, a cop out. It's answer. totally a cop that, out. We, that we don't accept. You have to. You have to we, give it. Uh, I'm going to edit all this. We out. literally would have accepted any other answer. Yeah, you could. You could have oh, said anything. Man. You, you could have said how with the duck. But I thought. I thought that was. I thought that was a great way to really to really get at it. Nope. Look, I'd have to say if there was one that I'm watching more than any other now as I go back. For me, it's going to break down to between Guardians of the Galaxy and the Winter Soldier because I'm just watching them more frequently than I'm watching the Avengers. But in all fairness, not just because they're better, but because they're newer and I've seen the Avengers more frequently. I'm calling the shot clock on you. I'm going to go three, and two, I'm going one. To, I'm going to go between the, the Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy. I think I'm going to go Guardians. Folks, you, can, you heard it here. You can take your first Avengers. And you can take your Iron Avengers. You can take your mighty your Thors. Your Iron Avengers? Is that, your, is that in your, your movie? Your Iron Avengers. <laughs> you can take your mighty Thors and your Incredible Hulks. And you can shove them aside for a talking raccoon, a tree that captured all of our hearts, and the best part of Parks and Recreation, arguably, uh, stamping. And a great mixtape. Yes. Stamping the Marvel Cinematic Universe with his own brand of action and humor. Uh, James Gunn's. 2014 classic, The Guardians of the Galaxy, is the greatest Marvel movie ever made. And Mark, you have homework now. I I am so excited for you. I'm very excited to see this. I actually, I have it. I purchased it. It is on my iPad waiting for me. I was going to watch it on the plane yesterday and I didn't, uh, I didn't, I got to working too much on the plane because as we know, I work on planes and, uh, I, yeah, I am very excited to watch it. So, so there you go, everybody. If, if you're out there arguing which, of the the Marvel movies is best. You now have the answer. You don't have to argue anymore. And don't question my dad. He can tear a phone book in half. Probably. Can you tear a phone book in half? You work out, right? He's looking at his arms sure. and laughing. Yeah, I don't think he can do certainly it. Certainly one page at a time. <laughs> yeah, one page at a time. That's right. You know how long it's going to take for him That's to right. rip your phone book but, in half? But we're persistent, and persistence wins the race. Yeah, it's going to be like <laughs> Suicide Kings. He's going to torture you. Uh, folks... That's another great debate that Mark and I have settled with the help of my father, Bill Lublin. Yeah. But there are so many more debates. And the come from behind victory for Guardians of the Galaxy in that one. Out of nowhere. Yeah. That that little raccoon is scrappy. Uh, Uh, But you're right, Hal. There is much more to debate. And uh, I'm sure you have questions that you would love to hear us debate on this show and join in the conversation on Twitter afterwards. Uh, To do that, we are at We Got This Tweets on the Twitter or you can come to facebook.com forward slash we got this podcast. Or you can email us at uh, we got this at gmail.com. And here's a fun game you can play while you do that. See if you can guess which one of us is answering you on the email or Facebook or Twitter at any given time. It's not who you think it isn't is. Hey, everybody, guess who it's not. <laughs> it, could it be the person who's only on Twitter uh, when the moon is full? 
Yeah, Hal was giving me grief yesterday because I will go on Twitter and I'll just like it's like y'all unbend the hose and just start responding to like things from the last several days. So it looks like this weird schizophrenic conversation that's like two people will be talking about something and I will drop in my comment four days late. It's like you're trapped behind enemy lines and you just you don't know when <laughs> you're going to be able to get messages out. So you're like, I only have 30 seconds. I've got to send 900 tweets right now. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you to Ken Plume, who does all the mixing and mastering of every episode you hear. And thank you to Mike Furman and Jonathan Dinerstein for our song and our score, respectively. Until next time, for Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Lublin. For Hal Lublin, I'm Mark Gagliardi. And for both of you guys, I'm Bill Lublin. And don't worry, everybody. We We got got this. this. We got this.